Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions. North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. for joining you on Oilers Now. Well, why not when we went retro night on uh, Wednesday last week in Edmonton and Saturday night uh, in Calgary. Uh, we we roll with a song that was huge back in the day, came out roughly 1987-1988, in around that time. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex Fire Lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. The show's called Oilers Now. My guess if you're an Oilers fan you're still not over the excitement of what occurred Saturday night in Calgary it was awesome in every way shape or form the Edmonton Oilers on the second of a back-to-back rolling in to uh, Calgary and dominating the flames in every aspect of the game it was an old-fashioned you know what kicking they took him out they beat him on the ice they beat him on the alley they beat him any which way you can and Oilers uh now on a run where they're eight, one and two, I'd say the uh, full-time emergence and arrival of a player like Kyler Yamamoto, who for my money was the best player on the ice. We had for the first time in seven years a goalie fight. We've got an unbelievable call, call coming up from Jack Michaels here momentarily. And uh, the Battle of Alberta is alive and it's kicking and i'm not talking for simple minds out there and uh yeah it was it was good it's funny you open up that song welcome to the jungle and for uh 
for fans of the Jim Rome show, you know, that are maybe younger, don't realize who, what, when, and where with Guns N' Roses back in the day. By the way, Jim Rome, $30 million a year. Not bad for a guy. Uh, anyhow, uh, you know, love it. You can never go wrong with Guns N' Roses. I hear right they're going to tour again in 2020. Is that what's taking place here in the uh, summer and the fall? Anyways, it was retro. Was it retro night or is it perhaps the start of something beautiful, something wonderful? Well, we'll get to a lot of the audio cuts coming up. Uh, NHL insider John Shannon at uh, 12:35. You can join us. Your thoughts on uh, what you were feeling coursing through your veins. I, you know, Brendan, how old are you right now? Uh, Brendan Escott's back with the studio. How old are you right now, my man? 25. All right. So when the Edmonton Oilers threw down with the Los Angeles Kings, and I'm going to tie this back to you and tie this into something that you're involved with. Uh, on February 28, 1990, the LA Kings had eliminated the Edmonton Oilers in the 1989 playoffs. This after Peter Pocklington sold Wayne Gretzky to the LA Kings. He took Marty McSorley along with them. Okay, and the uh, Kings rallied from a 3-1 deficit and beat the Oilers in Game 7. And I'll never forget, I was watching Game 7 at the Sawmill in the city's south side with my uh, cousin Michael Rapimup Rapley. He was a hard-nosed guy back in the day. And Wayne Gretzky, the Kings got an empty net goal to win 6-3. And Wayne was excited and, you know, was pretty fired up and uh, did a little jig out on the ice. And I don't think some of his teammates were very happy by that, but it's Wayne. And Wayne's, you know, first-class guy. He's an awesome guy. He's a great guy. Everyone loved Wayne. But you knew at some point there was going to be a come-to-Jesus moment between the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings. And it came on February 28, 1990. And I was working on Sports Night. I was uh, what you'd call a guy that would shot list at that time and write highlight packages for Darren Dutition. And this was at the height of Darren's uh, preeminence in the Edmonton market. He was the guy at that time. And uh, as we're watching this game, uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. There were, I think there was 86 penalties. There was over 350 penalty minutes. At the end of the game, Craig Simpson and Essa Tikkanen were two-on-one-ing Marty McSorley and just feeding him. McSorley had gotten it started early in the game. He jumped Mark Messier. This would be the year that Mark Messier would win the Hart Trophy. He was the best player in the National Hockey League, most valuable player. And the Oilers settled it once and for all with the LA Kings. And it was not just Dave Brown who took apart Bob Helkitas early, but it was everybody was thoroughly engaged. And by the way, uh, at that time, uh, Darren Detition was married to uh, Kyle Chase's sister. And Kyle Chase, as you know, is uh, the uh, the GM of which team, which today was ranked number one in all of junior A hockey across the country. That is the Sherwood Park Crusaders. First time in the franchise's history, Bob. They've been not ranked. There you go. So congratulations to those guys. That's an awesome uh, time. But when you have a team going to battle, and I've asked you know all the Oilers uh, that were on that team in 1990, what was that moment like? They came together as a result of that. And L.A. had supplanted by that point Calgary. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Oilers and the Flames, the Flames were the reigning Stanley Cup champs in 1989-90, in that season. And the Oilers would ultimately go on and win, and then the two teams would play in their last playoff series in 1991. We were in the game in Calgary at the Saddle Dome, Brennan, on Saturday night. And uh, 
they were showing great highlight moments from Calgary Flames history and Obviously, winning the Cup in 89 was a big deal, but they also showed uh, an injured Mark Messier turning the puck over in Game 6 in Edmonton in 1991, and Theron Fleury uh, racing in and scoring a goal and then doing the uh, whatever you wanted to call it across the ice, where he went halfway across the ice, kicking his feet up and all that kind of stuff. It was a great moment for Calgary fans. Of course, that's the ticket and scored a hat-trick in Game 7 in Calgary, and the Oilers beat him, uh, and, and, and neither team had anything left. That series was like roller ball on ice we hadn't seen it in a long time and i would argue that the game saturday night for oilers fans i'd like to get your thoughts and you can uh, give us a rip you can text us on our ashley fine floors text line at 780-496-0063 ashley fine floors strong enough for any mini sticks tournament was the game saturday night the best regular season game you've seen since dot 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 for some of you under the age of 30 maybe ever for some of you old schoolers out there maybe the la game in 1990 i don't know i'd like to know from you but let's get right to it because there are some uh, you can just feel the uh, the um, the emotional intensity and jack michael's going to bring it to you to kick it off as we uh, start it with our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton. Ford McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. 72 hours ago, these two teams played one of the best regular season games that's been played around the 31-team National Hockey League all year long. Last 10 games, this line, plus 28, they score again. Kyler Yamamoto fed in front, and he buries David Riddick, who's furious. McDavid finishes his check, Archibald in front. Cassian scores, 2-0. Edmonton scoring on the first two shifts of the game, and this settled on crowd is stunned. Here's Sam Bennett in for the left side center. What a save by Smith. Point blank on Reader. And the puck somehow stayed out. Backlund could not ram it home. Gaudreau and Buddy Robinson, high school teammates. Gaudreau, Robinson scores. His second National Hockey League goal. Dry subtle nurse. McDavid, right face off. Dot hesitates, shoots, and scores. Connor McDavid. Buddy Robinson and Shujar Kara are going to fight. Kara misses with a right hook. Robinson short with a right. Kara clubs him with a right hand and then bends him backward and is able to land a couple of blows while they're on the ice. Nurse has to get off. Barely did. McDavid right side. Reach on score. McDavid's second of the night comes as the power play expires. Salvat did not play a good game against St. Louis on Tuesday night. Gave up three goals in the first eight shots he faced and now a dump in. Slapper from the point. Six. 
Edmonton. Nurse has scored from that angle before. Bear shot redirected behind Talbot, poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. And yeah, there's and history. Quickly, there's history between Gagne Giordano and Gagne. goes after Mark Giordano and hit him twice. And now he's being held from behind. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Mangiapane and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up. And Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear are going to drop the gloves. Bear belts him with the right hand. Kachuk counters with a straight right. Right hook, Ethan Bear. Left jab, Matthew Kachuk. And now we're going to have a goalie fight. Bear throws the right hand. Here comes Cam Talbot and Mike Smith. They're going to go with center ice. Talbot short with the right hand. Smith, three clubbing right hands. Right hand Talbot. Big right-handed shot from Mike Smith. This is the battle of Alberta. We've been waiting for for three decades. Show anything toward the net. Off to Gagne, who rips a slapper top shelf and makes it 7-3. to three. He deserved that one tonight, Jack. I mean, you talk about the two guys for me in the lower, what we consider third or fourth lines, Chase on and Gagne, and they've been terrific the last three oh, games. Here's a quick dish by Chase on. Haas has got a breakaway. Walks in. It's going to be a penalty shot. He was taken down. Why not have a penalty shot to punctuate this game? Kachuk belts him with a couple of left hands, goes after Haas, and now Gagne is trying to get in there to protect his teammate. Here's Haas, right-handed shot, picks it up at center, in over the blue line. Haas, wrist shot, score! Gaetan Haas makes it 8-3! And the Edmonton Oilers undefeated this season when scoring eight or more goals in a game. It's the easiest joke that's out there. Yeah, it was a complete team performance, no question about that. Uh, obviously, right now, dry settle feeling at 22 points. The NHL's player of the week after eight points in three games in which Edmonton picked up five out of a possible six points. The Oilers with 49 shots on goal in Calgary. They were uh, by far the better team on the night. Calgary's got a good hockey club, and that's what makes it a good thing. The Flames won the first three games of the season between the two teams. Flames, uh, the orders were flat. The 5-1 loss just coming out of Christmas at Rogers Place. The 2-4-3 games could have gone either way. Calgary got both of them, and then the orders pound the Flames 8-3. Uh, Drysaddle, Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins. Drysaddle, 22 points in the last 11 games. Edmonton's gone 8-1-2 during the stretch. The first game, which which was against New York. Yamamoto and Drysaddle were technically on a line with Nygaard. Uh, about three quarters of the way through that game, Nugent Hopkins got moved to that line. Uh, and it's uh, they've been off and running ever since. So Drysaddle, 22 points last 11 games, plus 11. Nugent Hopkins, 17 points last 11 games, plus 14. Yamamoto, when your smallest players are nutting up against a team like Calgary in their barn and uh, bringing it the way he was. Hard on pucks, first on, I mean, he threw a hit 15 seconds into the game that created the turnover that led directly to his uh, goal off the play after Clefbaum activated from the left point. When guys are doing that, you got a chance to win. So he's doing what's necessary. He's been, been benefited, obviously, from having two uh, cups of coffee with the Oilers before. Yamamoto's been a huge difference maker. Let's not forget Connor McDavid scored twice. Cassian, much-needed goal, had to score in 11 games. McDavid gave him three separate setups after that. And two of the pucks didn't get through, and he just missed the net on another one. The third line, you know, you had Jujar Kera fight. You had Riley Shane and, uh, engaged and involved during the course slack game. Patrick Russell... Uh, 
I don't know what was going on with TJ Brody and him, but it was going on all game long. And then you had the likes of Gagne and Haas against smaller guys. Gagne's never backed down from anybody. I mean, he, he fought Ryan Kessler in his rookie season. He's fought Jack Johnson. He's fought Francois Boschman. I mean, Francois Boschman took Jerome McGinnell apart once in the 2006 playoffs. He's a lefty. He was a nasty guy to fight. It didn't go well for Gagne, but he showed up because he was in the fight. The incident that you heard... Uh, uh, me reference uh, involving Gagne and Mark Giordano. Yes, Zach Cassian, when he clubbed Gagne in the head, got an eight-game suspension. Uh, we all know it was Cassian. We all know what happened. But coming out of that, there's a general rule of thumb that when a player is wearing a cage coming off a broken jaw, you don't face wash him. Well, guess what happened when the Oilers played the Flames? And guess who it was? It was Mark Giordano. So you wait a long time sometimes to get some shots back in this game. Uh, that's what the players will tell you. And that's what Gagne did. He jumped right back at Giordano and got a chance in after Talbot got in there. There was, I mean, the goalie fight was hilarious. Darnell Nurse sitting there pointing to uh, Mike Smith at center ice and Cam Talbot took it. And that was a hard one for Oilers fans because Cam Talbot was a good guy played here for four years and was overmatched that fight. I mean, Mike Smith is bigger, rangier, uh, heavier and let's face it, that was a pretty lopsided battle. Uh, but the Oilers won the Battle of Alberta. They had everybody going. Even even the Haas played at the end of the game there. Kachuk sat there, gave him a couple shots and Haas went right back at him. That's all you can ask. It's what you need from your team. And the Oilers building a team and a uh, team win that courses through the veins of their squad. Here's Dave Tippett as we go back in the Oilers' Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Dave Tippett on the orders, 8-2-1 run. You know what? We got through the halfway point. We made a couple of adjustments on things. We've, uh, you know, we've kind of tweaked our lines a little bit and uh, really got into a rhythm. You know, we've, we've played well. We're, uh, our team feels a little more balanced right now. Uh, our goaltending is... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, has been real solid, so it's, uh, it's it's been a real good team effort. Tippett then added some additional thoughts on the rivalry with Calgary. It's rivalries, it's it's competitiveness. You know, like for our group, we uh, we needed a win against these guys. You know, we thought we played real well last game and didn't get the win. We needed to, we needed a win against these guys, so our guys played accordingly. And and there's just a lot of emotion in the game. I mean, every game builds up a little bit. There's just a lot of emotion. And, Mike Smith, meanwhile, uh, fought Cam Talbot, those two goaltenders with the uh, opposite teams last year. And Smith had this to uh, say about fighting Cam Talbot. Old-fashioned hockey right there, I don't know. Uh, obviously, gets in, you know, Talbot gets in there and mixes up a little bit, throws some blockers. I didn't really like that too much, so um, I just kind of 
seeing what was happening there. He obliged. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, meanwhile, had these comments about Mike Smith's fight. Yeah, I think that's obviously just the cherry on top a little bit. Um, you know, um, respect to, to both goalies for, for doing that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Smitty's a tough uh uh, tough, tough customer out there. So um, that was an uh, entertaining game. He is a tough customer. He's a big guy too, right? He's like six foot five. He's athletic, and you know what? Sometimes your goalies are amongst your toughest guys. I can recall when the Ottawa Senators had a nasty line brawl with the Buffalo Sabers. Mike Comrie was a member of the Senators, and Ray Emery, uh, God rest his soul, uh, first beat up Martin Biron, and then Andrews Peter, Andrew Peters, the designated uh, Sabers tough guy at that time, went after. Uh, uh, Ray Emery and Ray was smiling the whole time and traded shots with him and I spoke to Mike Comrie about that afterwards I said didn't like you or Heatley or one of the, those other guys feel compelled to get in there and he's like Bob we tried to we were tied up but in fairness Ray Emery's the toughest guy at our team so <laughs> I mean, I'd say right now Mike Smith's probably one of the three toughest Edmonton Oilers uh, one thing that happens as a result of this is what a game like that does for the room and Mike Smith out of these comments there was a good feeling in here after this game. I'll just put it that way. There was a really good feeling after this game. There was a lot of the energy was was probably unlike we've seen this year from our group, and that can only make our, our group stronger in here and, and better as a team. So, I think there's there's things you can you can get out of games. There's a lot we can take from this tonight. We stuck together. We got a big win against a good hockey team and and uh, kept moving up in the standings. All right, uh, yeah, he said it there. Now, there was a couple other little side notes. You had the David Riddick stick toss. Smith on uh, mocking uh, David Riddick stick toss at the end of the game. You know, I was fortunate enough to play with Ritter, so I have a relationship with him, but um, he's, he's a, a fiery guy, but sometimes it goes a little too far, and I think uh, sometimes what goes around comes around. And Leon Dreisaitl was maybe a little less diplomatic on the Riddick stick toss. It's just disrespectful, you know. We hit two posts and, and he's celebrating like, I don't know, they just won the Stanley Cup, you know. I, I get it, they're excited, um, you know, good for them. They won the game in the shootout, but show some respect, I, I think. That's my opinion. And they were giving it to Riddick after he got pulled after the 4-1 goal. I mean, it was, oh, if we could have run the audio from that. <laughs> I mean, the combination of the different seven words that George Carlin used to say you couldn't say on TV was wonderful. Uh, Ethan Bear, nothing to, nothing like adding to his ongoing legend that is growing in Edmonton, fighting Matthew Kachuk, and he says that the team is coming together on and off the ice. I think we're just sticking together. Honestly, uh, we had a lot of breaks where we, um, you know, had a lot of five-on-five goals against, and I think we're just kind of, I think. Letting our offense come from defense, not really uh, helping each other out in the back end and, and getting those short share passes. And everyone's working into position. So uh, I think we're just working for each other and then you know, it's showing. All right, Oilers practice today at the uh, ice stand in Scottsdale in Arizona. They take on the Coyotes tomorrow. James Neal did not skate. Uh, Tyler Benson was rotating with Jujar Kara on the Riley Sheen line. Uh, one more thing, just on Milan Lucic because we're getting some texts there. That's a tough situation for Milan. I mean, you're playing against a team that you played with for... You know, the last, what, three seasons, 16, 17, 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20? Four seasons, I guess. Last four seasons for, was it three or four? I can't even remember. Anyhow, um, 
you know what? He's friends with guys on the team. The league is very, it's not like he can go and sucker punch and get a guy to go fight. I guess, you know, he's got a, a personal relation, a, a real depth and relationship because of some, uh, uh, because, uh, personal tragedies that have been suffered in the case of Zach Cassian and, and, uh, Emilan Lucic. So, a little bit of empathy for him in that situation. It's not easy, uh, on an emotional night. I looked at some of the smaller, you know, you want to know who's engaged and who's all in. Look to the smaller players and who was bringing it. And the Oilers, smaller guys were the one that were bringing it all game long. Edmonton and Arizona tomorrow. John Short coming up, our NHL insider. Brennan Escott, we just went the opening 26 minutes of the show without talking about the Super Bowl. Chiefs won, not a surprise. Chiefs rallied, not a surprise. Um, halftime show was okay. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll, uh, we'll get to a global news weather traffic update, and it is with Kevin Robertson. And then when we come back, uh, John Shannon, when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.